the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, after stoking panic on the Ukrainian border, it appears that Vladimir Putin is ready to talk, or it appears that he's chuckling under his breath. He's already gotten what he wants with oil over $100 a barrel. I'm not really qualified to weigh in on exactly what's going on on the Ukrainian border. I do know bad leadership when I see it locally, and boy, do we have it with Mayor Andrew Ginther and Columbus City Council. We've always known their policies were rotten manifesting themselves in horrendous schools and uh, demoralization of police and record murder rates. Uh, Policy going south, you can argue, would be ideological. Maybe no right, no wrong. I think everybody knows if you promise someone bonus pay for undergoing hazardous work and it's approved unanimously by city council, and then you don't reward the bonus pay, that's pretty much the definition of a liar, of a promise breaker. And that is where uh, we are this morning with Andrew Ginther, Shannon Harden, Columbus City Council. We will give you the details on all of that. We have the audio from the uh, glorification of transgenderism that Hilliard Davidson teachers were forced to uh, stomach for two consecutive Wednesdays. Wednesdays, we'll play that for you. At 11.33 today, and we will check in on the uh, ludicrous statement of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that we have inflation because we have a lot of people working. That jobs create inflation. Who knew? We'll run that one by Josh Pick, our friend from Aptus Wealth Management at 12.30. But let's start with uh, demystifying the uh, pro-Columbus cheerleading scarf that I showed you yesterday, those watching on the live stream, the Hooli Show on Facebook. Yes, it's a beautiful blue scarf, blue and white. Kind of odd that the official colors of the city of Columbus, where Ohio State is located, would be their arch-rival Michigan's color. But, you know, hey, Andrew Ginther's in charge. Maybe they got them at a cut rate. Who knows? But what we do know courtesy of uh, Bethany Bruner's reporting in the Columbus Dispatch, is that it was six months ago that Columbus City Council unanimously voted to give police, firefighters, first responders, anybody who went to work during COVID, put themselves out there, kept the city running. The city got this big windfall of money from Joe Biden, the American Rescue Plan, even though America didn't need rescuing. Well, he rescued us from prosperity and low prices. He rescued us from that. But the money came flowing into all the city's American Rescue Plan. What are we going to do with this? Well, let's give all our cops, firefighters, 
and other hardworking city employees $1,000 for putting themselves out there and working during COVID before there were vaccines or boosters or before we really knew that COVID could kill you, but there would be ways to keep it from killing you. Uh, It was as noble a gesture as I can remember city council undergoing for a long, long time. Problem is, if you are a firefighter, first responder, police officer, dispatcher, city worker, 7,100 of you, you're still waiting for that grand in your hand or in your paycheck. But you do have, sent to you last week, the spiffy scarf that came with a grinning Andy Ginther modeling the scarf uh, and his undying appreciation. Thank you, Columbus. On behalf of the people of Columbus, thank you. You are exceptional, and we greatly appreciate you. Oh, how sweet. I'd rather have the 1,000, and so would the cops, and so would the firefighters. They're not getting it, though. Why are they not getting it? Because we don't have it? Oh, no, we have it. It's there. It's not that the uh, awarding of it would violate the terms of the money coming from the feds. No, no. They're not getting it because after city council approved this unanimously, Andrew Ginther, Shannon Harden, the people in on this decision decided that if you're not vaccinated, you shouldn't get the money. Now, they do not have a vaccine mandate among firefighters, police, first responders. But a few Columbus city employees have received their $1,000 because in October, 64 civilian dispatchers and more than 200 Columbus public health employees through their union negotiated with the city, hey, what are we going to do to get our 1000 and the city was like, well, you know, if you get if you get vaccinated, um, then okay. So that is how they got their thousand. And the city thought, we strong arm them into doing it. Let's go to the other unions. And the other unions had a two word response: pound sand. See, I cleaned it up for you. Yes, pound sand. No, not going to do it. Steve Stein, the president of the firefighters union said that uh, his members are frustrated. I'd be frustrated, too. Somebody promises me $1,000, and it's not even their money. It was given to them by the feds, and you promised me you're going to give it to me, and you take the victory lap for awarding it. Oh, isn't that nice? Look at city council. They're so much about the man, the common man and woman. Yes. You want the victory lap. You just don't want to deliver. You don't want to complete the process of following through on what you agreed to do. And the firefighters aren't even really objecting to the fact that they would have to get vaccinated. They're just saying this isn't right because this was not a condition of you awarding it. So, predictably, Ginther, Harden, the rest of city council, sensing that this looks bad even to people who are super pro-vaccine, even to people who are still wearing masks. This looks bad. You don't make a promise and then break a promise. That's just wrong. And some things are able to cross into 
agreement, even among those who have vastly different ideologies. I can't imagine that anybody would say, yeah, if you promise something and you vote on it, city council votes on it, and they vote unanimously, then you need to give that money. So Andrew Ginther is a guy who, you know, he comes out, answers questions. Well, every time we have a teenager shot in the city of Columbus, Andy comes out and makes a statement about how this will not be tolerated anymore. He did it after the first, the second, the third, the fourth, and then after the nine-year-old and the six-year-old. So maybe it'll take a teenager being murdered in the city of Columbus to get Andy in front of a microphone, and maybe somebody, although I don't have much optimism about any of the uh, reporters in this town actually doing it, unless Tom Susie happens to be there, unless Jack Windsor happens to be there, then, you know, watch out, Andy. Incoming. City Council's hiding behind a statement. Hiding behind a statement. Oh, and what a statement it is. It is up to the labor unions and the administration to negotiate the terms of payment through a memorandum of understanding. That's a lie. That is not a part of the original promise. Not a part of the original promise. There were no stipulations on it. There were no, we got to reach a deal. Uh Uh-uh. We're giving you $1,000. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Where is it? You know, if you got vaccinated, that'd be wonderful. And when the dispatch reached out to individual members of council, all of them got laryngitis. None of them would speak. So this is introducing controversy where there should be no controversy. This is going back on your word, proving your word is worth nothing. I can't say I'm surprised, given the feckless leadership of the mayor and given the incompetence of city council. But it is wrong, and when something is wrong, uh, we will join with anyone who calls it out, and thankfully, Bethany Bruner at the Dispatch did outstanding reporting on that and called it out today. This is not the end of the incompetence at City Hall. Uh, The crime in our city is becoming an issue with those who come to downtown for business or conventions. We'll give you the details on that next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Well, the trucker boycott in Canada is uh, now under attack of Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister, uh, in ways that Uh, seem blatantly illegal, tyrannical, dictatorial, and fascist to us here in America. But Canada does not have our same freedoms. Uh, And Justin Trudeau is making that obvious. It is a warning sign, I think, to all of us as to what could happen uh, in the future here if you push back against authority. We do, as I said, have more protections than the Canadians do. But what's going on up there is really awful, where he has declared the... uh, Essentially, Canada is under martial law, and whatever he says goes. They can freeze your bank account. You contribute to the truckers. They can freeze your bank account. They can force private towing companies to go tow trucks. They can confiscate the trucks. They can throw you in jail. They can freeze your assets. It's uh, it's really amazing. We'll have more details on that as the show progresses. But I wanted to deal with this story that I found uh, on the uh, Channel 6 website. It's abc6onyourside.com. We've talked a lot about crime. And uh, I love 
a lot of things or loved, I should say, past tense about the city of Columbus. The crime has absolutely ruined it. I will not go downtown. I do not feel safe downtown. Uh, would love to go down to a crew game. Their stadium is gorgeous, I'm sure. Uh, would love to uh, take my family again to a Blue Jackets game. Um, I have a lot of good friends who work for the Blue Jackets. It's uh, the area around Nationwide Arena, very well developed. Huntington Park can be beautiful in the summertime. I just don't want to take the risk. I don't want to take the risk. I don't want to be uh, approached by somebody who's uh, on the street panhandling. Not that I'm unsympathetic to their need, but are they crazy? Are they sane? Uh, Are they going to attack me, my wife, my kids? Why put myself in for that kind of danger? It just doesn't make sense to me. And I wondered if Columbus, which has been trying to shed its image as a cow town with its phenomenal arena district, with its sports facilities, the city has tried to uh, duplicate what Indianapolis did in the 1980s and beyond. Indianapolis and Columbus at one point in time were pretty parallel in how they were viewed nationally as cities. Indianapolis had the foresight to build a downtown domed stadium slash convention center And it got an NFL team. It took off. And Indianapolis now gets lots and lots of major conventions, lots and lots of major business that Columbus doesn't get. But Columbus is scrambling. We're trying to get some things, trying to get uh, our foot in the door. Anything that reflects poorly on your city is an impediment to getting that kind of reputation nationally. It's a place like, hey, you know, we ought to go check out Columbus. And I will say, Columbus, when it has had such events, has done pretty well. But When you are one of 12 cities nationally that sets a record for murders, that makes its way onto the radar of people who are looking at your city and other places for their convention business, for their major sporting events, NCAA volleyball title uh, championship, NCAA women's final four, those kinds of things. Well, why would we go to Columbus? I heard they had 200-plus people murdered when we could go to Phoenix, Arizona, when we could go to some other city. This is why crime matters, aside from the fact that it is the job of all elected officials to keep its citizens safe. The crime issue has not escaped the notice of the Ohio Hotel and Lodging Association. They wrote a letter to the aforementioned and not kindly Shannon Harden, city council president in December saying, Hey, we have people who come here on business. They are staying downtown and they are, and I'll quote from the letter, either accosted or subjected to aggressive panhandling or followed or other situations that have made them feel personally unsafe, especially in the late evening or nighttime hours. The letter came from Joe Savaris, president and CEO of the Ohio Hotel and Lodging Association. He says, we definitely heard from operators and employees and on guest feedback that shootings are one of the things that had led to this discussion. Yes, it is disconcerting when a 15-year-old girl is shot and killed at Bicentennial Park just down the street from the Columbus Division of Police. And I say that in no way, shape, or form to indict Columbus police, but because... Typically, at a gathering like that, unauthorized, after hours, police would be dispatched to break up 
the gathering because the thought is, why do you have curfews for teenagers? Kids out after a certain hour. The possibility of something bad happening exceeds the possibility of something good happening. And you have to make a choice. Do we let the kids do what they do, blow off steam, whatever? Can we trust that nothing bad will happen? In that instance, the decision had been made like, well, in the aftermath of the George Floyd riots, we don't dare want to show up at anything where people are congregating, let alone black people, because the mere sight of a police officer sends, if you believe the narrative, black people cowering in fear no, we'll just let them party. Yes, we know we're getting complaints from the residents down at Miranova, but, you know, the rich people will have to deal with it. And so they let the party go on. And then a girl ends up dead by some coward firing a gun into a crowd. And you think, oh, gee, that's too bad. And hopefully we we solve that, which we haven't yet. Because, of course, the code of the street is nobody say anything. So we're not going to help the cops. The cops are our enemy. They're not trying to keep Lyndon, Franklinton, the Hilltop. They're not trying to keep it safe. They're making it more violent. And such stupid, nonsensical viewpoints are spouted by our mayor, our city council president, the wokesters on the police civilian oversight review board, and it leads to a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you tell people long enough that cops are bad, that they're out to get you, people start to believe Cops are bad. And then cops are like, well, I don't need this kind of grief. So they don't go into the neighborhoods, and the neighborhoods they don't go into then become less safe. So this gentleman, Joe Savarese, president and CEO of Ohio Hotel Lodging Association, his whole business and the businesses of those who have hired him to speak for them depends upon the city of Columbus being what it used to be, which was a safe place. It's not a safe place anymore. His letter says comments about, man, my experience in Columbus wasn't really all that pleasant. I had a really creepy encounter with somebody have picked up over the last 18 months. Of course they have. Hmm. Can anybody think of something that changed how policing was done, how police were looked at in the city of Columbus approximately 18 months ago? Well, that's right. That's right. The riots downtown where cops were charged and demonized over the fact that they dare ordered people to disperse. And imagine, when the people didn't disperse, they forced them to disperse. And then a federal judge, Algernon Marbley, in tandem with Zach Klein, our city law director, our idiot mayor, and others decided, hey, let's charge those cops for that. Hey, let's tell them they can't use rubber bullets anymore. Hey, let's tell them they can't use force anymore. When you remove the deterrent of punishment and consequences for not following orders, you embolden criminal behavior and you multiply criminal behavior. And there's a cost for that on many, many levels. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.